Hey man, this is Adam Shamim and welcome to the Hey Man Podcast. In this podcast, I'll be talking with many different people about a wide range of subjects, whether it's sports, pop culture, stuff in the news, I'm all for it. So yeah, hope you guys enjoy. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Hey Man Podcast. This is episode three. And before I introduce my guest for uh, this episode, I want to give a huge shout out to the frontline workers for all that they're doing, sacrificing their lives to save ours. And I want to give a huge shout out to all of you guys for uh, listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. And I'm very excited to keep this going. So my guest for episode three is someone who is a dear friend of mine, hard worker, amazing athlete, amazing student. And it was his birthday yesterday. So here is my guest, Anthony Heim. Anthony, uh, just tell the fans a little little bit about yourself. Oh, so thank you for having me. Um, Obviously, you know, my name is Anthony. Um, I enjoy sports, especially. Well, I enjoy watching and playing for fun all sports. But being on basketball when it comes to competitive uh, sports, I play all year round. Yeah. All right. So here's the quick opening question so me and you were obviously Knicks fans mm-hmm. uh, if you had to bring one player if you had to bring Carmelo or Christoph Sporzingis back who would you bring back to for this team that's tough uh, I mean I in the past I would go with Porzingis but right now I'm going to go with Melo only no. because I know Persing is a more dominant younger player, but I mean he he did not enjoy it. He didn't even want to be on our team. Whereas Melo spent many years here and you know, just feel like it'd be a better fit. So you're telling so you're telling me that you hold kinda of like a not like well, do you still have bad blood towards Porzingis? Oh, I still think he's a good player and all. Like, I respect what his decision because obviously it's not easy playing with the team that uh, he was playing with. But you know, not everyone can do that. But I you just don't like the way it he, ended. Yeah, I don't like the way it ended. That's exactly. What so, I was so obviously, about we're, I'm gonna try my best to stay away from this coronavirus talk, this quarantine talk, because mm-hmm. I've been doing that with uh with my past guests, but. Let's just strictly talk about, uh, you know, our favorite sport, basketball, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just basketball memories, you know, uh, and, and, you know, this, uh, this, up, this uh, hot topic going on right now in the basketball community. So, as you know, there is the NBA G League, yep. and what top high school players are doing is they are committing to the they're going to sign G League contracts. So they're going to skip college. They're going to sign G League contracts, which, for for example, Jalen Green, who was, yeah. the top, who was the top rated uh, high school recruit for 2020 class, he signed a $500,000 contract for one year to play for uh, a G League team based in, like, Southern California. So he can just get that, like, experience. And Greg Brown, who was a top 10 recruit, uh, in the class, he's getting offers from Michigan, Texas, Kentucky, uh, you know, some big schools, but he's also getting the G League offer, 500K yeah. for one year. So just talk to me about, you know, talk to me about like what what you would do and just just 
pros and cons of going to college, going to the G League. Just talk about the whole situation. Well, I mean, obviously, like as fans of players, you don't want to see that happen. You want to see them go big, play college, play the big tournament in March. But like, you got to think in their like in their perspective. Who who knows if everything's gonna work out? If they're gonna be, they're still gonna be a dominant player by then and end up making the NBA. Whereas if they just go to the G League now, they can make the money. They would uh, make the enough money that they need for their family and support their family, support whoever they need to support. And yeah, I mean, it's just probably a smarter decision for them when it comes money wise. Now I feel like when you when you're going to the G League, you also get more like NBA exposure. Because I believe the G League has a G League showcase and NBA scouts obviously go to the the G League showcase. And I think it's more like you can, as a G League like prospect, you could show your, you could showcase your talents to, you know, the NBA scouts so that they, they have enough information that, oh, I definitely think that this player could be a huge asset to our team. And, you know, uh, we'll definitely look out for him in the draft. So I think it's a, I think it's a good decision in that way. But also with not playing in college, I feel like you're you're kind of now being a college athlete. We we even though we're still in high school, we all know that being a college athlete is tough. You know, you have to you have to wake up. You know, yeah. you have like weight training practices, and you have like you know schoolwork to do, and it's definitely tough to do that schoolwork when you're traveling around to different places. But you know, when you're in college, you know. You have the, the – the, in my opinion, I don't think there's any atmosphere better in sports than a college atmosphere when you yeah. have the student section and everyone cheering sold-out arenas. And also with college, you know, coaches, coaches teach you the more fundamentals, you know, about the game. And mm-hmm. they teach you how to play in a system like more setting screens and cutting, you know, towards the basket, you know, things like that. So I think you're – I think when you're not going to college, I think you're missing out on it. But yeah. – Obviously, there's pros and cons, but, mm-hmm. you know, this is definitely interesting for, for college basketball. Yeah. And also, I feel like college basketball, with, like, all these top high school players taking the G League route, I think they're missing out on a lot of – I think college basketball is missing out on a lot of, you know, top players, you know, missing yeah. out on getting – like, gaining money. I feel like even though it's, like, a small thing, they still gain money anyways. But, you know, kind of just – NCAA would be taken to the next step if you had these ultra athletic, you know, mm-hmm. kids going, you know, going through college. Um, yeah. So obviously, me and you, we both. Well, I don't play as much as you, but we both play basketball. Yeah. Can you tell me? Can you tell me a memory that you have? Like just like one specific memory, whether it was in a game, whether it was in practice, whether it was just you playing the game. Just one specific memory that that like changed you know, your whole – change your whole mindset towards basketball. Well, this memory isn't, like, a single day or a single event thing. It was an overtime process where I actually trained with uh, a, a D2 – one of the D2 players for uh, St. Thomas Aquinas College. Uh, his name was yep. Shaq McFarlane. And, you know, before that, I was, like, an average decent player, but – after training with him, I really, uh, I actually improved a lot of my game. Like I became a better shooter. I saw the floor so much better. I was, just became a smarter basketball player overall. 
and that definitely changed my whole career after training with him. So do you feel like not since the time I've known you, I've know I know you're a hard worker, mm-hmm. and I see I see the work you put in. Um, and do you feel like like with training with him, like do you feel like your worth you work your work ethic? Sorry, do you feel like your work ethic changed after? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Before that, basketball was just like one of my sports. It was that and soccer, and I loved playing it, and I always worked hard. But after that, I've always worked harder and aimed for higher goals. Right. And with, like, all this happening and with the coronavirus going on and and, uh, us being quarantined, not being able to go to gyms, do you feel like you'll you'll enjoy practices more? Do you feel like you'll kind of just never take, you know, the small uh, basketball things for granted when we get back to, you know, playing the sport? Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. It's always gonna feel so much better now because I one thing I've noticed practicing by myself every day is it gets boring. It just feels like work. I mean, I still love the game. It just feels like work, and it's getting boring. So I know once I start playing with more people, start playing with my teammates again, scrimmages and all that, even going to Pascac, you know, it's like it's yeah. always fun there. It's just gonna feel so much better to play the game. I, I definitely, I definitely agree with you there, and. You know, when we talk about, when we talk about, like, now basketball with, I think everyone has that, like, one memory for the game. Like, Uh they, like, they think, like, like, basketball creates friendships. It creates uh, teamwork. It creates just, just a whole, like, mindset shift. And it creates, like, something where, you know, it could take you, you know, a lot of places. Yeah. And what was that one, you know, memory? What was that one kind of just moment for you where you kind of just, you kind of just felt the love, you know, of playing the game? I mean, it's always just kind of been a thought to me that I love the game because it's just so enjoyable to play. But I mean, I guess when I started, I mean, I wasn't always the like biggest on basketball. I always started off with soccer. It was only it was my main sport. I was a great goalie, but I thought that it was a hundred. Like I just enjoyed basketball more over time. And I mean, I guess I would have to say is when I my first CYO league, which we didn't even have games. It was just practices because we were too young for games. Right. Is when I really just started to enjoy the game the most. And from then it always just I enjoyed it more and more every year because I'm learning new things and every so- year. Yeah. And so do you now what advice would you give for for young kids starting up the sport and you know kind of just like from your personal experience like what what kind of what kind of advice would you give to the younger, you know, basketball kids? Uh well, I mean if you, I know it's tough to tell how serious you are on something as when you're starting off young, but if you're really serious about the sport and you want to be uh, one of the best players that you know, one of the best players you could be, then there shouldn't be any excuses. You should always be giving 110% effort, no matter what kind of little practice it is. You never know who's watching. You never know uh, what new things you can learn. Just watching the game, watching college basketball, never take any of it for granted. Just always work 100% and no excuses. If you want to, if you really want to get to the next level. 
Yeah, and I think, and I think when you combine now some now I was watching a video earlier today, um, and you know the guy was saying that you know some people are born with natural talent, mm-hmm. and people sometimes have to to work. They have to work to get yeah to get better. You know, so so with you, was it just like you were naturally born with you know talent, or did you just work towards you know what you have now? I was 100% not naturally born with talent. I was not the most athletic kid growing up. Like, I mean, I mean, I had athleticism from my dad. My mom ran track, but like, I was athletic. I was always athletic. I wasn't the best at basketball growing up. I was more of like born skilled with soccer, and I just didn't enjoy it as much. And I ended up becoming better at basketball because I definitely had to work for it. I mean, when I first started in my first games, I would score barely any points like it was so rare i scored points that i literally thought it was the coolest thing when i scored a bassy and it was always the best feeling in the world but i mean yeah i definitely had to get better over time i always worked at it that's to get where i am now which i still need to work yeah. more on to get to higher levels of my game all right so yeah i mean i think i think with with that i mean it kind of just you start to enjoy the little things more and then you work towards, you know, you work towards the more advanced things. It's all about working, Mm -hmm. you know, to get to the top. It doesn't matter how, to me, it doesn't matter how much talent you're born Mm -hmm. with. That can only take you so far. And I think with, with, with hard work, definitely like it could, like, like I said before, like basketball can take you places that you never could have imagined. Mm -hmm. So I definitely, I definitely like that story. And so, I know. I, so I know you very well. I know that. I know you get good grades. I know you. Uh, I know you take pride in in doing well in school. So, so with with you, just like now, so, some people like, like I, I I don't like. I'll admit I don't always have the best work ethic, but I know a lot of people that do. You know, I try to learn. I try to learn from you know how they how they uh, attack things, how yeah. they accomplish things. So. Like when it came when it came when it comes to school, like how do you how do you kind of just you know keep your focus and and you know strive for you know to be the best student that you can be? Well, I mean, it's all it's all a mindset, really. You gotta want it to to really succeed in what you want to do. I mean, uh, for me, it's just like. I want to do good in school because I want to get into a good college. I want to get a good uh, job because I want to be able to provide for my future family. Like, I just want to be the best person I can be. But in order to do that, I need to put the work in and study and all that. Yeah, I definitely – I think that, like, with – because, like, it, there's always – you no matter like no one's perfect uh-huh. and i think there's always room for i think there's always room for improvement yeah, 100%, I agree and that. when you can when you can when you can see that when you can see those improvements i feel like that ultimately not only makes you a better student but it makes you a better person so i definitely yeah. i definitely think that and you know me i always like to keep a positive mindset yep. Adam, positivity and, and you've known that <laughs> and you've known if you've known that so i think when you have a positive mindset and you have a good work ethic i think you can definitely go, you know, so far in life mm-hmm. and, you know, it's all about, it's all about working to succeed. Yep. So, so how have, 
So how's how was your birthday yesterday? I actually forgot to ask that. Oh yeah, it was good. I mean, obviously it wasn't anything great because of quarantine, but I honestly wouldn't have minded that fact that it was quarantine during my birthday if it wasn't for like the whole permit situation. Like I couldn't get my permit, and like that kind of sucks. That means I'm gonna be driving so much later now. But other yeah. than that, it was pretty good. I mean, I, I got some nice gift cards. I all my fan like all family members, aunts, uncles, and everything drove by to say hi and all that. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely, it definitely like birthdays, like my birthday was on the sixteenth. Birthdays are definitely like now if you have a quarantine birthday, it's definitely different, but you just gotta learn to enjoy yeah. it, you know? Alright, so let's talk about let's talk about the Knicks. Yeah. Alright. So the Knicks have not made the playoffs since twenty thirteen. Mm-hmm. And we were in third grade, dude, when that mm-hmm. happened. So that means the Knicks have not made the playoffs. You know, we like in middle school, the Knicks didn't make the playoffs. Yep. I mean, that's just you just grow up. So, just with how the organization is right now, just how do you think that the how do you think the the management? How do you think the organization should go about? You know, winning, like, trying to win more games and and signing the right players. Just just how do you feel about that? Well, we definitely need to make improvements. We need to sign more like more efficient players and like every Knicks fan I mean uh, we all aren't the biggest fans of James Dolan but we can't blame one guy for everything obviously there's other things that are wrong with the program and we just got to work on it I mean James I'm not saying James Dolan should be fired obviously he's not the best like he's not the best person we got in charge but we can't just blame him for all our mistakes you know yeah I definitely, I definitely put some of the blame on the GM Scott Perry. He didn't. Well, obviously, like when you think about the most heartbreaking days in Nick history, the KP trade, the fact that Kyrie and Katie went to the Nets, and we ended up signing a bunch of veterans, like stuff like that. I feel like, you know, I just, I just can't take it anymore. I'm ready to just. I think all the Knicks need is like a star. Yeah, that's all you we know? need. One star. An all, an all star. I feel like because because us Nick fans, right? We're not asking to be the number one seed in the in the Eastern yeah. Conference, although that would be mm-hmm. amazing. But we're not asking we're not asking for you know number one seed in the in the Eastern Conference. We just want to taste playoff basketball yeah. again. We just want to start competing. We just want to start winning games at MSG because you know you, you remember the whole Spike Lee incident, right? When he got like supposedly harassed by James mm-hmm. Dolan with the entrance and all that. The game after that game um, was against the Utah Jazz. And that game, one in every six seats, there was yep. a person. I mean, that just shows you that, like, there's got to be... People are starting to give up. They don't want to like, waste their money to see something that they know is going to happen, which is, was, at the time, yeah. us losing. And I think, and I think, like, with us, like, I, 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 like... I like our players. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like all good people. I like RJ. I like RJ. I like Mitchell Robinson. Yeah. You know, Frank Nilakina. He may not be the best player, but I love. I love how he. Yeah. You know, wants he has the I mentality that ethic. he wants to keep yeah. working hard. Work ethic, yeah, exactly. So people like that is like who should stay yeah. on the team. But when we're thinking about trading players, see with Julius Randle I feel like or I love I you know I love yeah. the guy he went to Kentucky so I love all the Kentucky players but like with him it's just like 
like I don't know with him because he's our leading scorer, he's our leading rebounder, but the Knicks fans do not oh, like yeah. him because I mean, if we're playing I mean, he signed a 63 million dollar contract for 3 years, which is pretty much the best we could have gotten in that free agency. Mm-hmm. Um but he he is inefficient at times. He's not consistent. I feel like the 19, the 20 point per game score that we were promised, it's just not it's just not what's coming to the Knicks, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And we traded Marcus Morris for absolutely nothing. Yeah. Marcus Morris was our best our best scorer, yeah. our best shooter, and we traded him for nothing. And although yeah, it was a business move at the end of the day, it kind of just sucks seeing him on a contending team like the Clippers. Yeah. And and I want to and I also want to talk about this with with the uh, Donovan Mitchell, you know, talking about how his relationship isn't salvageable with Rudy Gobert after the whole coronavirus incident. Um, you know, all the Knicks fans obviously were jumping on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Oh, Donovan Mitchell should come to the mm-hmm. Knicks, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, Knicks fans are talking about, oh, we should trade RJ. We should trade, you know, Mitchell Robinson, you know. Just talk just talk to me about, you know, your reaction to all these Knicks fans giving up on RJ, giving up on Mitch essentially. Well, I think that those are not the people we want to give up on though. I feel like they're our future to greatness. They they could if they keep working at it, they could become one of the best players we've seen in the Knicks program. And another thing is I think that the Knicks fans are really thinking that because we're we're really hungry for an all-star player. It's been a while besides, like, Porzingis being in an all-star game, even though he couldn't really play that year because of his injury. Like, we, we haven't had a great player, standout player in a while. And so I think that's especially after losing the chance at Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving over the summer, I feel like we're just they're just uh, all hungry for a really great player. Yeah, and I mean, with the Knicks, I mean, you you see it with a lot of other teams. Like, they just need one like all star yeah. player that like puts them over the top. I mean, like with, I mean, with the Grizzlies, I mean, John Morant technically isn't an yeah, all star. He just he's just a dominant but player. But he like, but he, yeah, because he he leads like the now. Granted, he does have players like Jaron Jackson Jr., Jonas yeah. Valanciunas, but he like he he like is a he, his star presence is what is like leading, you know, the the Grizzlies into the playoffs. And and with Zion. I mean Zion isn't an all star. You know, he's just a rookie. But with him, it's like he's his star presence is leading the Pelicans, you know, they he led the Pelicans, they, they followed a reach, but he led the Pelicans, you know, to getting close to a playoff yeah. spot. Luka Doncic also, you know, his star presence leading the Mavericks to the, the fifth or sixth seed in the in the Western Conference, which is a tough Western Conference is leading them, you know, towards that spot. So it's it's all about getting that one star, you know, to, to put mm-hmm. us over the top, you know, and, and, and help us get back to the playoffs because, you know, with the Knicks and rebuilding, it's just not it's just not like and a lot of people are saying I I was looking I was listening to this one Nick fan. He's saying stop the rebuild. Yeah. And I kind of agree with him because I think when you when you when you rely so much on young players mm-hmm. It's just not gonna. It's just it's not gonna work because you need you need a yeah. star. Because building building stars is hard enough, but when you keep attempting to build stars, it's kind of just it is it yeah. is tough. So you just need that one established guy. All right. And the final question of the day of the podcast episode for you: What is? You can give a shout out to to anybody. 
Who was the greatest teammate you've ever played with? The greatest team I've ever – I mean, based off win-wise or what, the team I enjoyed playing with the most? The team, the team you, uh, for, you can give me, you can give me team and teammate. I mean, I loved playing with uh, every team I've ever played with. I enjoyed the most uh, playing with, over last season. Sadly, it got canceled this season. Palisades Elite. Elite, yeah, it's a great program. The coaches are great. I mean, they just they just recognize talent. They know what they're doing, and they they make players so much better. I mean, a player that I love to play with. I only got to play with the one year good friend of mine, Zach Kushner. He's, he sees the court well. He's not he's not gonna ho- hog the ball. He's gonna mm-hmm. give a give up a, a good shot for a better shot, and just like the way most players should. Fun kid to play with. Yeah. Amazing, amazing yeah. shooter. All right. So, first of all, I want to say thank you so much, Anthony, for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me, man. And. Episode four, still looking for a guest, but we're going to get it. Uh, I want to say thank you guys so much for the love you guys have been showing on the podcast. We had a hundred, over 100 plays uh, on the first episode with Joe Braun, and then with the Straw Town Boys episode, we're getting close to 100 plays. So I really appreciate all the love and support. Once again, huge shout-out to the frontline workers for all that they're doing. And, yeah, uh, stay tuned for episode four. Thank you so much, Anthony, once again, for being on. And... Thank you guys so much. All right. We'll see you later. Everyone stay safe and have a great rest of your week and take care, guys. Thank you.